Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chest knowledge, chest wisdom, and chest understanding. Today, we're going to be going over in-game secrets that you must know. In-game secrets that you must know. In-game secrets that you must know. (laughs) Y'all wasn't expecting that. Y'all didn't know I was a singer, too. I'm not only a singer, a chess coach, a blogger. I'm, I'm all in one. I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a Renaissance man. H1's a Renaissance man. What? Okay, let me, let's get to the next subject. Let's let's just go over end games. Forget it. Lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Back to the old H1. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, H1, what are the tips on studying in games? Well, I got one for you. I got one good tip, and this is for beginners, intermediate players, and advanced players. And I've heard this from multiple grandmasters, and I've every time I came back to chess, I've always studied this so that it might not seem like I'm bad at in games. Um, but I am. <laughs> Every time I come back to chess, of course, after I study and learn how to do certain positions, I'm like, okay, I'm Gucci now. But anyway, for every single player, if you're studying endgames, study Rook endgames first. Why do I say that? Well, think about this. When you're developing pieces, what is the last piece that is developed? They are the Rooks. You are correct. Second question. When you are trading off pieces, what is usually the last piece that is traded off? The rooks. Exactly. So, most of the games that you play, I don't think you've noticed, but most of the games that you play, once you trade off all the pieces, it usually ends at a rook, pawn, king endgame. This is really important to take in because there's a lot of positions that could be won if you start doing this right now or drawn which you would get some like extra rating points or you would save a lot of games because most people especially even above 2000 rating on chess.com leechess.org etc don't know how to draw or win rook any games so you would have a just an instant advantage there's certain rook any games that you have to know and there there's there's some that um that you don't need to know. Like, for example, there is a way to draw certain rook endgames if your opponent has a king, two pawns, and a rook, and then you have a king and rook. There are certain positions where you can draw that. And that is excellent, right? Because you would think that if your opponent has more material, especially in the endgame, and two extra pawns, of course, that they would just be able to just roll you over and win the game. But no you know certain positions where you can draw and if your opponent doesn't know then you can harp on that opportunity 
It's just a special tip that you should know, and I'm going to show you where to study it. If you go to leechess.org, and that is lichess.org, and go to puzzles, go to the puzzle dashboard, and go to puzzle themes, there are puzzles that you could do that are specifically Rook Endgames. Or you can go to like chesstempo.com, wherever you want to go. Just find an area where you can study Rook Endgames. I think you could do some drills on chess.com too, which is really important if you want to pay for the membership. But that is one secret that I want to give to you, give to all the people who are listening to this episode and who listen to the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. But that is special advice that not a lot of people say, but I'm telling you right now. Second tip for all the beginners, please learn how to do every single checkmate. Of course, exclude the bishop knight or the, um, what is it, the two knights and one pawn checkmate. You don't have to learn about those. That's not going to occur that much. And plus two, once you're a beginner and trying to learn the bishop knight checkmate, I remember when I was a beginner trying to learn that checkmate and I could have wrapped my brain around it. I didn't have a teacher or a coach to tell me how to do it either. So I was like, you know what? This is this is hard. This is stupid. This just makes me want to give up in chess. But I did learn all the other checkmates just so that, you know, I know how to do it. You know how embarrassing it is trying to do. I mean, you know how embarrassing it is doing a king rook um, checkmate and then you draw the position instead of winning the game when you're supposed to win the game because you know you're at a tournament and you're trying to get points for your own chess team but anyway you got to learn your end games queen king king i mean queen king um rook rook checkmate queen rook checkmate those are at least the minimum you got to learn those. If you're not learning those, then you're not going to become a good player. And it's going to um, it's just going to hold you back from reaching the heights that you're supposed to reach. And then plus two, actually, that's going to be my third tip. The third tip is learning pretty much the differences between bishops and knights in endgames, because there's a major difference in um once you learn that, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this is how this moves in these positions. This is how this works, etc. Like, for example, in the end game, you want to put your pawns on the opposite color of your opponent's bishops uh, on the opposite color of your opponent bishop. And you want to put your pawns on the opposite color of your opponent bishops so that your opponent's bishop cannot attack your pawns. And this is a really good strategy if you have a knight too, because now you don't have to worry about your pawns and you can just go all willy nilly with your knight. And you want to prevent your opponent from doing this on the opposite side, right? So if you have the bishop and, and you notice your opponent putting their pawns on the opposite color of your bishop, you want to move your pawns to certain spaces where they can't do that. Magnus Carlsen does this. This is called prophylaxis. When you're trying to stop your opponent from doing a plan, that is good. This is called prophylaxis. It's really important to recognize, okay, the knight moves like this and the bishop moves like this. And it's important to recognize that the two bishops is way better than the two knights in end games. Why is that? Because two bishops can, two bishops can literally trap two knights on the edge of the board. And they get more space and etc. 
this strategy is really important to learn these pieces because even before you reach this part of the game, when you're trading off pieces in the middle game, you want to know, okay, do I have an advantage or not? Am I going to win or draw this position? Okay, my pawn structure is crap, but you know, and that's another thing too. That's like a bonus tip. Learn pawn structures to win end games. You have to learn pawn structures. If you don't learn pawn structures, then you're just going to be going into end games with no knowledge of what you're doing at all. Like you should already know the principles of most end games. You're promoting a pawn. Most end games, you're just promoting a pawn and whoever promotes first wins the game because the person that promotes is usually promoting the pawn to a queen. And whoever gets that queen and get the first check, you win. It's done. That's fatal. Fatality. Mortal Kombat style. But if you don't know pawn structures, then you're going to lose every single time because when you face tougher opponents that trades pieces and they give you double pawns, you got four pawn islands and not only double pawns, they give you double isolated pawns. You have four pawn islands. Um, your pawns is looking like Swiss cheese at the end game all the time and you're not stopping it. You're going to lose strategically every single time. And most people that doesn't realize the strategy of pawn structures don't pass a certain rating and that certain rating to know about this type of strategy is around wait, wait a minute when i was back playing chess online you, you kind of realize people are doing this around like 1500 1600 uh, before that now and that was back in the day that was back when i was a, a scrub it's probably more like 1300 1400 now since there's been an influx of everybody playing chess after the whole Netflix, um, Beth Harmon, um, series, and then like the Hans Niemann scandal, things of that nature. So these are the end game secrets. Well, the first tip was learning rook end games. The second tip, learning all checkmates. And for you advanced players, you should be learning the bishop knight checkmate. You have to, you have to know it. It's gonna come up one time in your life, and you're gonna be happy that I that I told you to <laughs> to, to learn it. I remember when I was um, not not too long ago, like a, a couple weeks ago, I had to do it online because I traded my pieces where my opponent just left me with a knight and bishop, and I had no pawns, and I had to deliver the knight bishop checkmate, and that was against 2100. So those awkward end games happens a lot more with tougher, like way tougher opponents, like above 2000 rating. But Let's continue. The third tip that I gave you was speaking about what what was it, man? I know I talked about pawn structures. I, I I'm thinking that was the fourth tip, and the third tip was speaking about the difference between bishops and knights and the plans of what you're supposed to do. So those four things should help you exceed in end games. And don't forget the last bonus tip too. I, I taught you the principle of. Uh, what you're supposed to do with past pawns and the majority of end games is all about who promotes first because whoever promotes first wins the game all right hopefully that hopefully this was helpful and hey if you need more information message me directly and maybe we can set something up you know what i mean you know what i mean ah you know what i mean <laughs> Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In conclusion, hopefully you enjoyed this. Ah, you're smiling. You're smiling. You enjoyed it. Hopefully you are smiling. Then there's going to be a weird and awkward little exchange that we're having here. But anyway, keep your eyes on the road, first of all, if you're driving. And secondly, thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And yes, you are at the right spot, especially if you're trying to learn how to get better at chess. So, hey. Next time, I want you to be here 4.30, tomorrow, etc. And 4.30, I mean Central Time. And I know people are in different time zones around the world listening to the... You know what? Hey, just listen. And that's why, because of that reason, you should just follow. Because if you follow, then you're going to stay notified on when I post an episode. I don't want you to be lost. I post a lot of content. And I don't only post here. I post content on TikTok, YouTube and instagram i stream on tiktok every single day chess content just free lessons on tiktok so if you want to join me there join me there too all right that was pretty much it i'll see you next time